relate to inspire people with action? You know, everyone's on their phones watching like a viral cat video. How can we make something educational that's going to grab people's attention and retain it like a viral cat video playing with yarn? Welcome to Forward with NACI, Inspiring Entrepreneurial Action, a podcast that shares the stories of everyday entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial leaders, and the communities that support us. We hope that this diverse collection of stories brings you inspiration, inspires you to take action, and ignites entrepreneurship in your community as we make our way forward together. Welcome to this episode of Forward with NACI. I'm Rebecca Corbin, CEO of NACI, and I'm very happy to have a very special guest in our studio today. She is a leader who does amazing work on the philanthropic side, but she's an innovator and an entrepreneur. So it is my sincere pleasure to uh, welcome Amanda Chin uh, Yi to our studio. So how are you doing this morning? Thanks for having me, Becky. I'm doing well um, here on the West Coast and looking out at the sunny skies, clear skies. So excited about that and love everything about the West Coast and good weather. It is beautiful. I think the last time I saw you on the West Coast, there was this incredible rainbow. Um, You were instrumental in a convening of philanthropists. And I remember we all stepped outside and it was the most vibrant rainbow I have ever seen. So I will always remember that. But I want to get into talking about you because you've got a really interesting background and you're doing really great work that um, our listeners would love to know about. So let's begin with you, Amanda. Share with us a little bit about uh, your story. Um, What were some of the influences um, that you experienced in your life that led you to doing the work you're doing today? Yeah, thank you for that, um, Becky. I think I've had an interesting experience um, growing up. So I was actually born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, um, completed high school. And then I actually came to the States for the first time to complete college. Um, So I did my bachelor's at Babson College and got introduced to entrepreneurship and them taking it a step further more than just it being, you know, starting and running a business, but this entrepreneurial thinking, entrepreneurial thought and action. And so really having that ingrained in me, that entrepreneurial spirit and being able to identify opportunities. I've always had a passion for giving back um, and just building community at large. Um, I then started out my career in nonprofit and impact within the higher education space. And so I worked at George Washington School of Business, understanding cutting edge research and innovations, but the importance of student support and student scholarship. And what does that mean? You know, helping the whole person succeed and thrive. And then I took it over to Berkeley. And then I went to United Way. And so I have this plethora of experience being in student education support. And then what does that mean for community and real world um, economic life and how to make communities thrive economically and policy? What does policy, what role does policy play in all of that? And, you know, living in this democratic society and what does that mean? And so um, 
coming over to the Singleton Foundation, I felt like all my worlds were being collided. Um, the Singleton Foundation being focused on financial literacy and entrepreneurship. Yeah, and we're we're going to get into that. I just I want to unpack a few things that just really piqued uh, my interest, and I know that they'll pique the interest of people that are listening around the world. Um, you mentioned Babson College, um, which is in Massachusetts. So for those who may not be aware, um, their signature program is entrepreneurship. So I think you know with your experience living globally and and having um, really that rich experience of of learning uh, by doing, there's a connection to NACI that you may or may not be aware of, but the current president of Babson College, uh, who's also been a guest on our program, uh, Stephen Spinelli, was uh, one of the co-founders of NACI, actually, in, in Massachusetts. He was also an entrepreneur who started Jiffy Lube as, I think, a college student. So, um, it strikes me about the interconnection. And I think as people are listening to your story, they would wonder, okay, you went from Jamaica to Massachusetts, and then you got over to California. Um, and you've done so many things there. Um, a commonality that you and I share that I didn't even realize that we had is um, I started my career in the United Way system also, and um, that sense of community and connectivity. So that's just another um, thing that we have in common. But I want you to get into the Singleton Foundation because you're right. Um, people that have known you and had the honor to work with you um, understand you are a convener and a collaborator and someone who looks for intersections. So um, first, give us a little bit of background about the Singleton Foundation, maybe the founders who um, have very interesting uh, backstory. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so Carrie and Will Singleton, they're super passionate about financial literacy and entrepreneurship um, individually. And then when they combine that, they saw that the two go hand in hand for economic mobility. When they were founding the foundation, um, they gathered a bunch of experts. You know, there's so many different nonprofits out there, philanthropy, you know, doing different work. But what's missing? Like, what's the gap? Um, and I think when they came across it, they're just like, you know, also everyone's on their phones. How can we really make an impact and reach people and a mass amount of people? And so they were like, okay, we are going to censor innovation um, to help solve and promote financial wellness and entrepreneurship. Um, and with that, they came across the founding of four platforms. And the first one is Million Stories, um, where it's short form entertainment. They're like, okay, we need it for the future generations. Millennials, the most represented generation in the workforce, and then Gen Z and um, Alpha now coming up. Um, but everyone's on their phones. And everyone's attention. Now TikTok came about everyone's attention span is just getting shorter and shorter. Um, so how do we relate to inspire people with action? You know, everyone's on their phones watching like a viral cat video. How can we make something educational that's going to grab people's attention and retain it like a viral cat video playing with yarn? Mm -hmm. And so that's when Million Stories came about that it's like real life stories. And we hear it a lot from our different partners um, saying like, how amazing and high quality the the video content is, how relatable it is. And especially like nonprofits um, with lower budget and under-resourced um, systems, they don't get as much content like this um, being produced. And so they're really latching onto it. 
Um, we also have, we're direct on social to the community with over 200 million views and over um, and about 900,000 in our social community. And we know that it's working. We know that we're inspiring people with the growing community and with the comments that they're leaving. Like, I love when I read comments saying like, oh, this video was great. You guys are really doing some life-changing work. Like we're just able to hear directly from the community and we, we love that. That is wonderful. So if people want to view some of these, um, how would they how would they do that? Yeah, so they could go to millionstories.com or they could also go to um, Million Stories Media on YouTube. All of our um, shows are on YouTube as well. Right. And it seems like I know as a leader in this area, and I've met many of your colleagues as well, you all seem to do a really good job pivoting and moving kind of with the opportunity. And, and I think that is one of the things that I've been um, studying and paying attention to and trying to practice uh, over many years, which is why entrepreneurial mindset and innovative action are so uh, carefully linked. And I think you know, for people, once you sort of get the bug uh, to, to do these things, um, it just makes you want to continue to co-create. And um, I think, you know, in terms of your platform and, and what you're trying to do in terms of connecting people, uh, a lot of, you know, the research and things that um, we're hearing about right now, you know, there's this epidemic of, of disconnection and of loneliness. And sometimes, you know, hearing a story might be that little spark or that inspiration. So, do you have any examples um, that you'd like to share? Because I'm sure you've produced many of these um, and have a lot of contributors. Is there one story or so that sticks out in your mind that you may want to share? Absolutely. And actually, it's a series I want to share. It's called Faceplant. And it's literally that. It is each episode features a different human, wonderful human you know, could be an entrepreneur or somebody that has done a traditional career per se, um, that has experienced some sort of failure, but then was lifted up and persevered and was resilient and now is able to share their outcome and the triumph, that that journey. Um, we have multiple people um, on there, on that series specifically. Um, I want to probably highlight Glozell. Um, who is from our first season. She was one of the original and YouTube has just come out. And when, um, and especially as, as a, a black woman and comedian in the space trying to come up, it was super hard for her to break into the entertainment industry. And then she came across YouTube. And then um, YouTube was emerging, algorithms were changing. She wasn't financed. So she was being an entrepreneur herself, right? In her brand, um, the her taking over her own show, etc. But I think it also showed the importance of financial literacy because she wasn't managing her money well. And then the not having an emergency fund, being a single mom, and then also um, ha have not being able to anticipate what could happen next, which unfortunately YouTube algorithms had changed, which influenced her um, her her income and her revenue. And then um, she, how, how did she adapt? And we were talking about pivot. How did she adapt and pivot now being older in the space, in the, the pers YouTube personality space and things of that nature? But she persevered and she was talking about the importance of pivoting 
and mm-hmm. adapting to the different space and brand partnerships and working with others and drawing on your community and also being financially literate um, and understanding money and how your money or cash flow, how it works and the importance of emergency funds, et cetera. So th- th- that's probably like one of my favorite stories that I'd like to highlight. Yeah. And it really has the arc of kind of a hero's journey, if you think about it, because the best stories, the ones we remember are not, you show up and everything goes perfectly. You know, there's no, there's no overcoming um, obstacles and things like that. And I think it can be very um, empowering on the financial end, but also just on the life experience end is being connected to your passion and then trying to figure out how can you make a good living at it? And what does a good, good living mean to you? And I, uh, one of my children is just getting ready to graduate from college here in a couple of weeks. And we were having that conversation, like, you know, the job that you get depends on the lifestyle that you want to have, you know, and and those are choices that everyone has to make. But having tools and resources that people can actually do that um, is extremely empowering. So can you give us a little bit more color around what, what are these financial literacy resources? Like, what do they help people to do? Yes, sure thing. Um, So in terms of like the videos, they teach people enough, give you enough of a nugget to understand, to, to spark interest of like, oh, this is important enough for me to pay attention to. Let me go learn more. And I think that's always like the step. Um, and what's really great in order to learn more, we actually just launched Groove this year, which is our financial wellness platform um, that really conquers money anxiety. You know, when we're talking about financial literacy and wellness and money in general, a lot of people face shame and anxiety and would rather not even try to to handle or discuss money. And so Groove was built from a behavioral science background to really encourage and create um, small, healthy financial habits to make it accessible for anyone. Um, and so it's at GrooveMoney.org. That's where people can go and find and integrate um, in terms of learning. But it also simplifies the process and brings in the fun content that we already know works. Um, we have even more content because we have our own TikTok channel um, for million stories that has even more content and short form um, videos. And so all of that is embedded within Groove that people can track their progress accordingly and also have positive reinforcement. Um, they get badges. Um, they get recognition for you logged in five days in a row. You showed up. That's really important. And you should congratulate yourself because you're actually putting in the work. Yeah, it really plugs into kind of the Fitbit culture. (laughs) And, you know, many of us on our phones, I I think we were speaking about this earlier, just sometimes travel can be kind of grueling, but, you know, you can turn, um, you know, challenge of a two hour layover in an airport into opportunity because you get lots of walking in if you choose to do that. And I think sometimes what you're saying, those habits and those prompts and really kind of empowering people to have control and opportunity in their lives. And that's one of the things that I've always truly loved about community colleges, that it was 
open access. You know, you can start from wherever you are. And many years ago, when I, I worked as a vice president for a community college, I remember we would get um, calls periodically from CEOs in the communities where their child had gone off to Babson or the University of Pennsylvania and had a little too much fun and didn't do well. And so they would have plugged back in for a second chance. So these are sometimes very affluent families but the message I took away from that work um, is whether people were starting with almost nothing or they had great opportunity and they made some mistakes, there was always that chance um, to start again. And I, I think about life in general, um, it, it makes what you were talking about, these, these failures or maybe their lemonade experiences or whatever we call them, understanding that it's part of the journey, um, I, I think makes life exciting. And maybe it is a, a disaster of the day or the year or the month, but you might get a really good story around that. And um, that makes life joyful. So um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about 2024 because we are on the cusp of wrapping up 2023. And I know you all had some uh, great successes. Um, what are your aspirations? What are some of the things that you're looking to do uh, professionally? Or if, are you thinking about maybe taking up some new hobbies or traveling to someplace interesting uh, in 2024? Oh, fun. Um... Hopefully I can personally pick up back my love of tennis and actually get out on the court. Um, I'm also looking forward to being in a routine, um, hopefully, and finding a little bit more balance um, because I do a lot of travel and trying to get the word out with all our different you know, national partners. And my number one place uh, I would like to go to next year is Japan. So hopefully I can make it out to Japan personally. That would be fantastic. That's on my list too. I'm a gardener and I have always been fascinated by the way that they um, plant rice and how they terrace gardens. And so you'll have to give me a good report when you get there. <laughs> um, sure. It's always good to have a list, right? So um, Amanda, as our time kind of comes to a close, I, I just want to sort of end with a, a note of gratitude. You know, we've just come through Thanksgiving and it's a time where, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. You know, we've read and um, some of the bigger newspapers about sort of the dehumanization to some extent of um, certain communities and things like that. But I think the story that sometimes doesn't get out there are um, leaders, young leaders like yourself that are really out there wanting to change the world. And I would just encourage everyone who's listening to tune into those stories, you know, sort of look toward the light because there are a lot of troubling things. People need to take action um, and speak up in their communities, but there's a lot of really good work that's going on. And um, I think uh, sharing your story uh, with our network is, is one uh, way of doing that. So I will give you the final word if you wanted to close us out, perhaps of something that you're grateful for. Before I do that, I also wanted to like encourage um, everyone that, no matter what the step is, big or small, just keep moving forward. Um, and, you know, things may be hard, um, but the but there's nothing like listening and and watching and taking in information. And don't be afraid to also share your voice. And one thing I am grateful for is honestly this work and seeing how it connects to people. I'm going to take it, connect it back to like my background. I'm an immigrant. 
So in terms of financial wellness and learning about American finance and what is credit, it's an American system. And I myself had to figure that out on my own. I did not have parents to fall back on. And I know that's the story for many people out there. And so like, don't ask the questions and it's okay if you don't know. And it may seem like a stupid question. You know what people say? Well, you, you're thinking to yourself, push your, push that self-doubt away and ask the questions um, in order to like really change your life, especially as we're thinking about um, it's one thing to be financially well and competent and confident, but break that financial, um, break that, that wealth gap um, that's out there, especially for people of color and just being able to break that um, racial wealth gap as well. So there's nothing like, that's how we bring it back to entrepreneurship because there's nothing like also being able to build up your own opportunities as well um, to build your own wealth that could change a trajectory for your life and your families. That is a beautiful sentiment um, of giving and of hope. So I, I thank you very much and we'll wish everybody uh, a wonderful day and a, a very happy um, holiday season. And, and remember many of the words that Amanda shared with us, uh, never lose hope and, and keep moving, keep taking that step forward. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to explore the many ways to define entrepreneurship with NACI as we celebrate opportunity, failing forward, and success, learning from one another along the way. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and follow at NACI on social media and learn more about us at NACI.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode each week. We look forward to making our way forward together with you. Have you heard the exciting news? NACI recently released a new publication titled The NACI Playbook, Volume 1, all about how entrepreneurial mindset sets the new standard for success in communities and colleges. The NACI Playbook digs into entrepreneurial mindset and how practicing leadership with this framework creates an agile culture with space to innovate, co-create, fail forward, and accelerate growth. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial leadership require us to lean in, anticipate and recognize trends, manage change, be resilient, take risks, reflect, and rest in the knowledge that anything is possible. Learn from our innovative, insightful, generous network who navigates both challenges and opportunities entrepreneurially as we share what we've learned and how you might apply their experience to your work. We hope you'll be as inspired as we were. Learn more at www dot nacyplaybook dot com